the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pastor Scott Show Great to be with you today, as we are each and every day from 3 to 5. Today, of course, is Friday, and that means, that means, where's my, there we go, that means. Open line Friday, you can call about anything you'd like to talk about today. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And uh, we'll get to your calls here pretty soon. I have a guest coming on. We're just going to wait for that happening. A lot of things happening in the news. So an open line Friday, maybe there's different things that you want to talk about that we didn't get to earlier in the week, or maybe you didn't have an opportunity to uh, get through. We had a couple of days where line was busy this week. There are so many different things to talk about. And uh, maybe you got a Bible question, maybe there's something related to the news and other things that you want to talk about uh, in the news today. So one of the uh, the big stories, of course, uh, is all the trials that are going on, the Trump trials in particular. And uh, today, I haven't gotten into a lot of the details, but the, the one where Donald Trump is uh, accused of committing fraud against uh, banks and insurance companies and everything else with his real estate, the Trump Organization real estate trial. That was uh, decided today. It was decided a long time ago, actually, that there was fraud. That's the way the this system worked here. And uh, the penalty was what uh, the judgment came out today, 354-ish million dollars against Donald Trump and uh, also his kids. Uh, had $4 million each, I believe, and uh, all of them are banned from doing business in New York for three years. That is where that is out. I think that what you're going to see is uh, all of that overturned eventually. But the interesting thing, and I could be wrong about that, but that's what a lot of the experts say, is that uh, what he's accused of doing is something that every real estate developer does, and the banks didn't sue, and the insurance companies didn't sue, and everybody got paid back, so there's no victims. It's very difficult to get that kind of a judgment out of somebody when there's actually no no victim. Does that make sense? Like the, the purpose of the justice system is justice and where you, you bring whoever the victim is into some kind of you know, equal relationship, right, to restore them to where they were before. But if, if people aren't complaining, then it's really hard to say that there is a loss. There'll be other arguments with all of that. The bigger picture, of course, has to do with whether or not, you know, this is just a political um, trial because these things were done a long time ago. So why now? Why during a presidential race? That's the big question that I think is uh, has a very significant uh, thing going on. The other trial, of course, is in Atlanta, and this is related to election uh, issues and trying to overturn the election in the charges of trying to overturn the election in Georgia, the 2020 election. And the prosecutors in that case are being accused of having conflict of interest. And that has been wild. I suspect, I suspect that all of these trials are going to be pretty wild. And uh, I think that uh, whatever testimony we, we see and stuff, it could go all over the place. Anyway, there's a whole 
bunch of issues that are connected that are not exactly the same as whatever those cases are about. And it has to do with future presidents. It has to do with you and me who would be in court someday potentially for something we did or didn't do. But because somebody doesn't like us, there there's a whole lot of justice system issues related to all of that. So we'll get to those things in your calls a little bit later today. It's open line Friday. With me on the phone right now is a Dr. Alveda King. Dr. Alveda King uh, is with us here on the Pastor Scott Show. She is the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and uh, civil rights leader, and she is the daughter of Reverend A.D. King and Mrs. Naomi King, and the granddaughter of Reverend M.L. King Sr. and Mrs. Alberta King. She's a Christian evangelist. She's the author uh, uh, of the best-selling King's Rules, and we're not colorblind. And uh, she is also the founder of Speak for Life, and you can learn more at Alveda King Ministries' uh, website. Dr. King, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott, and it's so wonderful to be a part of the communications from Salem Communications and to get into these airwaves. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for being with us on the show today. And uh, where are you calling from today? I am in Alabama, believe it or not. I live in Georgia. I'm driving through Alabama, and I'm on my way to the NRB and the Christian Women in Media Conferences in Nashville. Isn't that something? Oh, good for you. That sounds like that's going to be a fun time. I wish I could be there. Yeah. Well, hey, I really appreciate your your time today, and there are so many things going on, and we want to uh, introduce you to the audience if uh, people don't uh, aren't aware of who you are. And so, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you're up to these days, other than driving through uh, to the the NRB. By the way, is the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Yeah, I have been born into a wonderful family, a family that also birthed. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Yeah. And my grandfather, Daddy King and Mama King, had three children. Christine was the first, Martin was the next, and then my dad, Alfred, or A.D., was the third. Uh, our legacy is the King family legacy, the Williams and King marriage, Alberta Williams. And her dad was one of the founders of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, for example. Yeah. And then Daddy King's uh, grandfather came from County Cork, Ireland. So two freedom-fighting families united. And uh, with the preachers from the Williams side, God ended up being the center of our focus, faith, hope, and love. So that's who I am even today at age 73. I'm a Christian evangelist proclaiming the goodness of God and the mercy of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So that's who I am. I do it with music. I write. I've had many efforts in politics and business and all types of things, acting, you name it. I'm a mother and a grandmother. Well, it's great to have you on our, our show. You know, there's, we, live in a, we live in such interesting times right now. You know, as you think about the, the subject of civil rights that you grew up right in the the thick of it with your your uncle, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., and uh, so much change has happened. What do you think is the state of civil rights today in our country? Actually, when I think about civil rights, I'm reminded of a favorite scripture of all the preachers in our family, of one blood God made all people to dwell on the face of the earth, Acts 17, 26. So we understand that there's one blood and one human race. They have 
Uh, we might have lost you in a... Uh, can you hear me there? Hold on a second. We lost your call there for a second. Okay, go ahead. I can hear you. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. We lost you. You were just talking about Acts 1726. One blood of one blood, God made all people to live together on the face of the earth. So we are one blood, one human race. We have many ethnicities. And so if you give for the example, right now there's a big thing going on about the national anthem. Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? And I say, I can definitely see the goodness of God as we sing that. But then there's this other anthem, Lift Every Voice in Sing that ended up being called the Negro National Anthem or the Black National Anthem. And so I said, well, I can see and I can sing. And so and say, if I'm at an event where the Latinos are there, they probably have the National Anthem as well, and various groups do. So we have one National Anthem, absolutely. But there's no reason why not sing some of our other songs at appropriate time. Just arguing. Over an anthem of all things. Yeah, we're you know. Yeah, and uh, if you're if you're just listening, our guest is Dr. Alvita King, and she is on the road actually to a convention today. So we appreciate you calling in. So you were talking about the we we missed some of it because the the cell call is going in and out. But you're talking about the Black National Anthem. You know the controversy. You know I I feel like we ought to be able to have a better quality conversation together about these things i say you know you know as i say the national anthem oh say can you see by the dawn's early light yes we can all see we can all learn the love to live together as brothers and sisters and not perish together as fools yeah we can do that Uh, and we can also lift every voice and sing so i'm saying so we have one national anthem absolutely but that's no reason that we can't celebrate our beautiful heritages with other songs as well. So we should not be arguing and fighting over skin color, over the national anthem, and those types of issues. So civil rights, of course, it should be for everybody from the womb to the tomb and beyond. Seeing everybody as human dignity with human worth and value God who loved us enough. We, you know, I think that there is something to be said about how we are able to talk about these things. You know, when you just put it so simply that we should be able to say, yes, we have one national anthem and we also have a history of some very important, beautiful things that we ought to be able to have a really good conversation about. And I think actually a lot of people do this fairly well. I think the media likes to stir up more trouble than actually exists. Would you agree with that? The media fan names unnecessarily and looking for ways to start us to arguing. And I just don't agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, you're listening to the Pastor Scott Show. My guest is Dr. Alvita King. And if you'd like to uh, ask her a question, you can give us a call, 800 or 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. You know, when you think about, you talk about civil rights from womb to the tomb. So a lot of your ministry has to do with uh, the issue of abortion today. What are your, your thoughts on that? Well, I have been talking to folks, and I hear we again, we argue should abortion be legal up until 20 weeks or 15 weeks or six weeks or never from conception? And we'll go back and forth arguing, or we'll say abortion should be 
legal in cases of rape, incest, and for the health of the health of the mother. So this is what I say to that. Okay, so abortion is bad. Many people agree that abortion is just bad. And then, of course, rape is bad and incest is bad. I'll even throw this in, transgender surgery of minors, although that's not quite an abortion, but it does change and alter somebody's opportunities to be procreated. Yeah. So are we going to legalize abortion to prevent rape and incest when abortion is bad, too, because it kills an innocent person? I said, so rather than fighting over how many weeks we'll wait until making abortion legal, or if we're never going to have abortion legal, or if we're going to do it with these exceptions, how about we work very hard on having laws and enforcing laws that do not kill anybody and works out a better life for everybody. If we spend our time forging those types of laws, and it would not ever be our intent to kill anyone, innocent person, not one innocent person should have to die, mm. then if we are looking at it from that perspective, then we would save more lives, I believe. What do you think prevents us from actually, as a, a nation, agreeing on that? I, you know, I think that as you as you say this, I think most people say, yeah, we should prevent law, lives, but then we have an argument about abortion, first and foremost, but then how do we treat other people's lives, you know, throughout? How do we get beyond that and do exactly what you're saying? We can begin to refuse to debate and be angry and to fight and to splinter and say, okay, so let's have this talk. What can we do to make sure people, innocent people do not die? Yeah. What can we do there? And we can start there and working really hard to agree that innocent lives are, are just entitled to human dignity no matter what the state of the human being has happens to exist in at the time. So if we can actually have more of these kinds of conversations and simply enforce some of the laws that, that are actually already on the books, like uh, parental notification, for example, uh, any facility that says they're going to look after the health, health of a woman needs to be able to have a pass a genuine health inspection. There are so many things that are not enforced that could be enforced. And so many things that are actually common sense, I think, that most people would agree with. Absolutely. Yeah. What, uh, you know, what advice would you give to parents today uh, who, you know, they have kids say that they're going to be teenagers and they're entering the world today where, you know, especially things that are being taught in schools or the things that they hear and see online, how do we, with the wisdom of the Lord... Um, approach those things as parents or grandparents with our kids today in such a, a twisted-up world? What I have found out, and I'm a grandparent as well, and when I'm out speaking to grandparents and parents about the generational gap where the younger children and the young people don't want to talk to the old people because we're too old-fashioned and we don't understand this and we don't understand that. I give this analogy. This really happened. I, uh, My youngest granddaughter, not my youngest grandchild, I have a grandson who's younger, but she was about five years old, a couple of years old, and uh, somebody called me and says, your granddaughter is twerking on TikTok. I said, what? They said, you should beat her and take her device away right now and all of this. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me think about this. Lord, what do I do? So 
I got quiet for a minute, and I called her big sister. I said, put me on TikTok. Get me a TikTok account right now. What? What is TikTok? I said, you know what TikTok is. Don't play with me. Put me on TikTok right now. So I get a TikTok account, and I said, praise the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I made a video praising the Lord on TikTok. All of their friends, what's wrong with your grandma? She's too old to be on TikTok. I said, you TikTok them right back and tell them they're too young to be on TikTok and ask them how can we work this out. <laughs> I so, am, I'm going to look that know, up. That's great. That's a great way. And, and But one grandma told me this. She said, because she, she said, thank you for saying that because my grandchildren have stopped coming to my house because I tell them we can't have this and we can't have this. I said, but you tell them what they can have. You tell them they can have Jesus. They can have abundant life. Do you show them how they can take any part of media that Satan has been defeated? He has the title, Prince of the Power of the Air, but all power belongs to us through Jesus. Do you tell them that? And then do you tell them how, because somebody got mad about it and put some ugly music on top of my TikTok. So I gave my older granddaughter a little allowance to clean up my TikTok and put praise music on it. You know, this is great advice, I think, because so many of us are afraid or or we feel like we don't belong in in the TikTok space or some other media space. But the gospel can go anywhere, and so can our grandparents and parents go anywhere. That's right. The Word of God is not bound, and we need to be able to share it with young people. I was with a little 10-year-old girl today. Uh, uh, We were talking about farming and all of this. I have a license from the USDA as a certified farmer, believe it or not, because I'm a gardener, and I grow my vegetables that I use on my cooking show. And so the little 10-year-old goes out there farming and planting potatoes, and some of the older uh, young people all the way up to college had never planted a thing in their lives. So here is this 73-year-old lady talking about the value of knowing how to really grow some clean and healthy food. So we just have to find some things to do. And I talked about how God blessed us with the good earth. And if we worship God, the earth will give us a bounty. You know, so there are ways that we can cross this generational divide and and re-engage our young people. We actually can do that. Yeah, we like to say on our show that, uh, that being present matters, that being there matters, and that matters with young and old, it matters with race issues, and it's to be present and to listen and to teach. And I think you've, you've expressed that in such a great way. Thank you. Really, really appreciate that. We just have a couple of minutes left, and I know that you're on the road to, to get to uh, the convention. Um, you know, we, we see that tension in the world today. What's the best message you can give people for overcoming racial tension today that is stirred up so so significantly. My guest is Alveda King. She is the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And uh, what's the best piece of advice for today? We, the human race, are created in the image and likeness of God. One blood, one human race. There are different ethnicities and different cultural experiences in this life. However, we can, by the learn to live together as brothers and sisters and not perish together as fools. That was a quotation by my uncle, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., my dad, Reverend A.T. King, my my grandma, all of us. In my family, we try to follow that before God. 
Yeah, we're we're losing the we're losing the connection here, and uh, I want to have you back on, and uh, we'll talk about that some more. I think uh, it's such an important thing, and I want to make sure you have a safe trip out there. The best place for people to connect with you is at your website. Alvedaking.com. A-L-V-E-D-A-King.com. Alvedaking.com. Dr. Alveda King, thanks for being with us on the Pastor Scott Show today. Thank you, Pastor Scott. Drive safely and have a great time at NRB. Thank you. All right. God bless you. All right. This is the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. And uh, Dr. Alveda King, we'll have her on again. We get a better connection. But, uh, you know, she is so positive, and we need that in so many ways with so much of the crazy stuff in the world. And then you get a voice of reason who just says, we're all of one blood. Let's do that together. Numbers 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com. Or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Open Line Friday on the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. You can call about anything you'd like today. You can keep talking on the subject that we are on, or you can change the subject today, something that's in the news, something that's a Bible question, or just keep the conversation going. 888-528-2557. You can call now. We just had uh, Dr. Alveda King, Martin Luther King Jr.'s niece, on, and uh, I'm sorry that the the reception wasn't that good. We'll have her on again. And uh, But boy, that was a great answer on the, the TikTok. She's grandma, 73, she said. She she told us that. I'm not just revealing that. Um, and was she was asked, you know, what do you deal with your grandkids and what they're putting on social media? <laughs> and uh, she just started her own social media and addressed them on there. Smart lady. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Mark in Valencia, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hi, Pastor Scott. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Mark. Yeah. Hi. Uh, we, me and my wife met you at a financial conference at Core Church that last year, and I want to thank you uh, for being who you are, and you're a genuine guy and uh, very, very uh, uh, influential in the body of Christ. I wanted to thank you for having uh, Dr. King on the show because I feel connected. When I was in college, I worked on researching her, her uncle uh, for the Martin Luther King Papers Project, and that family is amazing. I mean, it's just, they're, they're quite amazing, like she said. I mean, it, it was really, God has been on the, the, the hand of that family just generations. And uh, it's good to see that she's still fighting for the next, you know, uh, um, civil rights. And the most important, you know, that's one of the most important, just getting here, right? Yeah. So, you, you know, for the innocent. And I, I'm going to be speaking to my son's kindergarten class. Uh, next Friday, and I was wondering, what am I going to talk about? And, you know, and she's like, oh, the kids always want to know how they died, how Lincoln died, how King died. But the thing is that I want to just tell them, you know, hey, you know, his niece is still fighting for the rights of the babies like you guys. So, you know, it's just uh, bringing it full circle and it not being so, you know, in the distant past. You know, mm. it's good to see them. It's good to see her uncle or her, I think her other uncle, and her uh, her niece at the Super Bowl, I think they were there. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. So you know, and many, thank you again with what their family has gone through. 
Uh, and they don't all agree on everything you know, with politics and stuff today, but so many of them are involved in really working hard for, you know, a peaceful and productive conversation about issues of race or issues of abortion or lots of education. There's lots of things. And you could see where a family could easily get bitter because of uh, yeah. the past and the controversies around multiple things. Um, but these folks are not, and they're still being used. And her, her ministry is great. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I mean, it's just uh, really good to, to hear that. And I, I watched a, a, a documentary, I think it was called From Montgomery to Memphis. And it had a lot of more real like footage of King and laughing. And I mean, he, he really, you know, was, a, you know, a couple of times said, well, were you, did you have your head bowed down in prayer? I had one eye open, you know, that kind of thing. Because, you know, I mean, there was the real like what went on in Kansas City, for example, you know, when you have large groups of people, there's always the risk of some some violence going on. And I think uh, just what I want to communicate to the kids next week is that, you know, civil rights doesn't end just in the natural, but, you know, what Christ did for us, you know, and extend it to that. So, I mean, they're, they're babies, but, you know, uh, you know, it'll. this is really sparking a lot of thought as to what I'm going to say, and I thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I'm uh, grateful that uh, that's helpful to you. Thank you, Mark, for everything that you're doing. And I look forward to seeing you the next time I'm over there. Did you say Core Church? Yeah, Core yeah, Church at, down at Cor- there. Core Church, L.A. All right. All right, God bless you. Thanks for calling the Pastor Scott Show, 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. You know, she talked about uh, the TikTok machine. And uh, I always call it. Everyone here mocks me for that, you know, because I'm elderly now. Right. That, we had a conversation yesterday. What, what's elderly mean? You know, when do you get that title? But uh, I do that on purpose. I think it's just sort of fun. I thought, you know, we're on there now. So you can go find the Pastor Scott show on there. And, you know, people make some comments that are not kind on there. You know, I thought Twitter was bad, but no, it's the uh, the TikTok people like personal attacks. They probably didn't even watch your video. They just decide somebody said that I could stand to miss a meal or two. Uh, and that <laughs> we did a thing a couple of weeks ago about, you know, the gr- price of groceries and how outrageous that is. And we had a lot of calls about that. And that somebody commented, looks like, uh, and I think the idea was, well, you know, maybe you could just stand to, uh, skip a meal or two. That person said, we responded on there though. I think in a, a humorous and fun way. And that's another thing I think. And this is one of the things that, uh, Dr. King was saying is that, you know, the way you respond we live in a time when people just want to respond in more angry or more anger or insults, right? Where they just want to to say, "Hey, you know what? Oh yeah, well you're fatter than I am, or you're ugly, or you're uglier than you know." And you and and you just raise that. You know, there is such a better way to respond to people when they're cruel to you, and I think it takes a little bit of thick skin and maybe some some understanding that you, you know somebody's going to call you some names and it does hurt, but you also, when you love other people the way Jesus says, you just got to smile and go, yeah, well, the Lord knows who you are and what you're doing now. And you know what? I'm a child of the King. When you know that you're a child of the Lord, there's nothing that anyone can say to you that condemns you because you've been saved by Christ. And I think that makes you a better parent when you understand that, a better grandparent. And in the world today, when everybody just wants to tear people down, Christians have, I think, the best reason to not do that. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Jim in Simi Valley, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. 
All right, Jim, go ahead and turn your radio down, bud. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Jim. Hello? Yeah, go ahead, Jim. You're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm going to put you on hold, Jim, until you're ready, okay? So keep your, keep your radio turned down and uh, and just, oh, we lost Jim. Jim was going to ask about TikTok, uh, you know, and whether or not this is something that uh, parents should be aware of. You know, it's a, it's a controversy that's been going on in Washington because President Biden is on TikTok now, just started on Super Bowl Sunday. And it's interesting because the Biden administration, as well as most people in both parties in Washington, say that TikTok is bad for you to be on because basically you're giving all of your personal data and your web traffic, your web habits and all this stuff to it's, – it's owned by a Chinese company and therefore the Chinese government has access to everything that company does the way that uh, China is structured. And the – and I don't understand all of it, the the controversy about TikTok versus the other social medias – but you should know, and I'd say this is probably ultimately true about all of it. When you put yourself out there in the social media space, you go get a Facebook account or something, there's somewhere along the line, you have this uh, user agreement that you don't read and you scroll to the bottom and you check the box and you say okay to. In that agreement, it probably says we have the rights to every single thing you do. We own your photos. We own your life. Everything you do in our app is ours, not yours. It says something like that. And we have the right in many cases to sell it to whoever we want to. Uh, and when it's going to a foreign government or when they have access to it, okay, uh, then you have to ask yourself, there's two big issues. One is uh, do you really want – how much of your private browsing history do you want out there? And Jose's got a comment. I'll let Jose uh, say something about this in a minute. How much you want that out there? And is that government manipulating people, particularly the young people of our country today? And lots of people say yes, that we're being manipulated by what you're, what the apps essentially choose to show you. What do you think, Jose? Yeah, just on the comment of uh, you know people being afraid of tip – TikTok and, you know, their information being sold to the Chinese, you know, party. It's like if you were to sign up for Instagram or Facebook, they say, you know, can we have access to your photos or any other stuff? That's you're giving them access, same as you would as TikTok. So if you're judging TikTok, you got to judge the other social media apps because they're doing the same thing as well. Yeah, there's something that the government thinks TikTok is worse, though. Maybe it's because of the Chinese uh, government connection there. And what I've underst- what I have understood is that if you're an American watching TikTok, you are going to have it loaded full uh, Dr. King said that her her grand granddaughter was on there twerking, she said. And you're going to get a lot of twerking videos and a lot of silliness videos and videos that are not really educational and you're going to get a lot of politics on there. 31%? Maybe it's higher than that of people. I think it's 31% of people under 30 get their news from TikTok, their news from this TikTok app. And that is why the president is on there. So the controversy has been, if you're telling the country that TikTok is bad and dangerous, why are you on there? Well, the reason why is because he can connect with the younger generation who's on there. And uh, that is, that's why we're on there, by the way, the Pastor Scott Show. And it's not because we support those kinds of things. I just try to stay out of it personally. But, you know, you got to go where people are, but you got to have a mature attitude about it. you got to understand, you know, if I'm going to go on, if we're going to have a Pastor Scott show 
social media account, which we do. Instagram and uh, X, which is Twitter and Facebook and uh, TikTok, at Pastor Scott Show. We know that 99% of you have one of those, if not all four. Uh, And that's where people are. And if we can go on there and speak some truth and bring some levity and have some fun and make people's algorithms bring them to better content, and uh, I think that's a good thing to do. And if we end up sharing the gospel with uh, whatever Chinese government official is monitoring the Pastor Scott Show TikTok account, well, good. You know, maybe we'll maybe we will change the world together on there. However, all that is to say, when the government and people are warning you about it, there's a there's reasons, and you just got to know if you're going to go out there, you're giving your personal information, you know, to whomever is uh, willing to pay for it. And it's really about advertising. You know, mostly it's, uh, you know, every time I do this show, it's amazing how many advertisements I get uh, on my uh, phone from stuff that we talked about on this show today because it's listening. It knows, right? Uh, that's that's how that works. That's why it's so profitable out there. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. It's Open Line Friday. You can call about anything you'd like, 888-528-2557. We've got the uh, Fonnie Willis uh, testimony. We've got the Donald Trump verdicts. We got people jumping off of towers downtown. It's a crazy world. We'll be back as the Friday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. We've all just received reports that Alexei Navalny has died in Russia. This is, of course, terrible news, which we are working to confirm. My prayers are with his family, including his wife, Yulia, who is with us today. And if confirmed, this would be a further sign of Putin's brutality. Whatever story they tell, let us be clear, Russia is responsible. And we will have more to say on this. Talking about the death of Alexei Navalny. If you don't know who this guy is, he is a dissident in Russia. He is somebody who probably is the primary opposition to Vladimir Putin politically. He's tried to oust him as president, uh, run against him back in the day when they used to be able to do that in Russia, which they really can't anymore. But for a brief time after the Cold War ended, there were elections that were uh, interesting and, uh, you know, at least a little more free than they are now. Uh, and he had a lot of a pretty good political network. People know who he is. Well, a while ago, he was arrested and as he was arrested, he has been persecuted in prison and he died. And people think he was probably poisoned ultimately by the Putin government. And, you know, this is another incident that ought to remind us about the difference between Russia and our country. And there seems to be some people confused about that today. Putin is a murderous thug. He murders, literally murders people who are opposed to him or people who would cause him trouble. He is not a guy who is fighting for democracy. He is not a guy who is fighting for the betterment of the world. He's fighting for Russia. Russia's got a lot of problems. He has a lot of legitimate issues as the leader of Russia that he needs to try to fix. Part of that is why he went into Ukraine, is they need more more people and land that can grow food, not land that's just frozen tundra. Russia has a problem just controlling most of the country. Most of the country is backwards and poor, devastatingly poor, and people are not having kids and they're dying. And there's no immigration. Nobody moves to Russia. 
uh, not too many people. Uh, so there are a lot of legitimate problems with the way he handles that and the way he handles his opposition is the way that the Russians have done for a long time is they murder them. And there seems to be some thought out there that suggests that, well, because President Putin identifies the collapsing morality of the West, and he's right about that, that it shows our weakness that we don't know what a woman is and that we have a lot of internal struggles over issues that shouldn't be issues at all, that he recognizes that this is a weakness and he shouldn't have that. You should keep in mind, though, that in in Russia, if uh, he doesn't like your politics or doesn't like your gender or doesn't like your gender philosophy, you are going to be imprisoned or killed, murdered. He murders uh, people all the time, and that's what the whole world thinks uh, today. This was uh, President Biden was asked specifically if he was assassinated. Sir, first, was this an assassination? The answer is uh, we don't know exactly what happened, but there is no doubt that the death of Navalny was a consequence of something that Putin and his, and his thugs did. And to be clear, you warned Vladimir Putin when you were in Geneva of devastating consequences if Navalny died in Russian custody. What consequences should he and Russia face? That was three years ago. In the meantime, they faced a hell of a lot of consequences. They've lost and or had wounded over 350,000 Russian soldiers. They've made them in a position where they've been subjected to great sanctions across the board. And we're contemplating what else could be done. But the, the, what we were talking about at the time, there were no actions being taken against Russia. And that look, all this transpired since then. So at the end of that, the first part of it, the president talks about how the world believes that this Navalny is assassinated, essentially. Basically, he's in this prison and he's walking and he's fine and then he drops dead. And, you know, Putin has a history of poisoning his adversaries. Uh, there have been many people poisoned and uh, lots of stuff that has gone on there. That's the that's the culture that it is politically there. Uh, the second part of that is the president also is trying to wield this towards uh, more money for Ukraine and stuff. I think, you know, it's not necessarily connected there. You can be for or against what's how we're spending money in Ukraine without having to say that Putin is a good guy or, or bad guy. You can still be a bad guy and say, well, I don't think we should do what we're doing in Ukraine if that's your thing. But the the sense, I guess, that I'm addressing here is we should not, just because there might be certain things that Putin is correct about, think that somehow it's better over there or somehow uh, – now, we're headed that direction. That's a that's part of the conversation. This, by the way, this is a Pastor Scott show. You can join the conversation by calling 888-528-2557. And it is Open Line Friday. We'll talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. So you can change the subject. Something on your mind you want to call about today, 888-528-2557. I've heard some Christians talk about Russia and Vladimir Putin somehow being a hero of Christendom or protecting the Christian faith. And that is some propaganda that's coming out of Russia because what he has done is he has elevated some leaders of the Russian Orthodox Church, okay, and uh, to support them with some things that they want to do inside Russia. But what is being missed is that Russia is, under Putin's leadership, is on and off again on the world's most dangerous places for evangelical Christians. That Russia is on and off again on lists of places where religious persecution, in particular for Christians, is some of the highest in the world. They're kind of right on the edge. If you took like the top 20 places or something, Russia comes in and out of that list, uh, depending on who's killed more Christians that year or not. If you go to Voice of the Martyrs, for example, persecution.com, it talks a lot about 
how there's this idea and an ideology that Putin supports that is the concept of a holy Russia, an empire that comprises Russia and nearby nations that are part of the Russian Federation, uh, as a place where ethnic Russians who go to the ethnic Russian church should be protected. But what you should understand is that outside of even that church, Christians who are within Russia and not part of the Russian Orthodox Church are legally restricted severely in activities of their faith and especially in the areas of evangelism. You can't. And you are restricted significantly, and there has been restraint from Putin in uh, recent years with some persecution, but at any moment he would turn. And he should not be seen as some kind of Christian hero at all. He's not. And it's it's a very, very important thing for, I think, Christians to be careful about and to understand. There's a, there's a weird politic out there, uh, mostly from the right on this case, for sort of uplifting Russia as some good place. It is not. Uh, and I think it's a better argument for everybody to say, how do we not become them? And how did they become that in the first place? You know, how do totalitarian regimes happen? How do you end up with a country where you have a few places where, you know, a very tiny amount of people who get wealthy? In fact, one of the reasons that Navalny got in trouble is that he exposed that Putin and the Russian oligarchs, the leaders of that country, the highest people in uh, the ruling party, have multiple houses and huge riches, not just in Russia, but all around the world. Remember whenever the invasion happened of Ukraine, we confiscated the yachts of some of these people that were parked in Dubai and parked in other places, the monstrous billion-dollar yachts and all this stuff. Those guys make that money off the backs of the Russian people who are so poor that they can't even get potatoes in so many parts of the country from the ground into the market to sell them before they rot. There are so many problems. In fact, just from a standpoint of birth rate in Russia, Russia will not be able to keep a big part of their country. Some people think that by 2035, 2040, the prediction is that Russia will have to sell the eastern part of Russia, probably to China, simply because they don't have the manpower or the money to keep it. Same reason, uh, part of the same reason they sold us Alaska, right, is a pretty good deal for us. Maybe we should think about buying the other one before uh, the Chinese government does with the TikTok money they got. Uh, 888-528-2557. Point I'm making here is that we really should take a look at how people like Putin come to power and stay in power in all these years and then take a look at our country and go, what are we doing that actually leads to a totalitarian system? Not because both sides say that, but what actually leads to that? You know, the one of the big stories with all these Trump trials is whether he's guilty or not or whatever the facts are. An awful lot of people think at least some of those things are just political, like the one today, $350 million that he owes and all that. These are things he did a long time ago that there's no victims to. And why is he prosecuted for that when he's doing the same thing that any other real estate developer does? You know, he'll probably, this will probably be overturned. But the bigger question for all of us with these trials, with what's going on in so many different levels of our politics, even in the rhetoric about throwing your opponent in jail. And, you know, it's and both sides have had that rhetoric. But right now we're seeing um, the political um, or the, the movement of one side against the other with the Department of Justice, whether it's legitimate or not. If it's totally legitimate, you know, you still have to do it, but you're going to have to defend the reasons why and the methods. And that's not going too well. It's a scary thing. 
it should be a scary thing to you that you could be prosecuted because somebody doesn't like what you do and you happen to be own real estate or you happen to be somebody who's bought commercial real estate and maybe somebody who just doesn't like that you're a donor to some political campaign, they decide to say, you know what, even though you're doing what everybody does, we're going to make you the, the, uh, the person that we're going to attack. And now there's precedent for that. Those are the things we ought to be concerned about, I think, in our country. But And when we look at Putin, Putin is not a hero. He is not a hero. People on the right who are saying that, it's I – don't, and I don't know how many. I just see it once in a while. Stay away from that. And he's not a Christian hero. He's not. He persecutes Christians. There's so much politics and money intertwined with the leadership there of the Russian Orthodox Church. And he restricts, basically, the practice of Christianity – uh, everywhere in Russia and in the Russian Federation. Don't miss that with whatever the politics are going uh, around that. All right, this is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll come back with Hour 2. This is Open Line Friday. Gene and El Monte, I'll get your call when we come back. Anybody can call for any reason today, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, in the next hour, I am going to ask you this question. What do you use cash for? One of the controversies that's going on in the uh, Fannie Willis stuff, if you're following that, is a lot of payments in cash with no records and how much cash do people uh, keep in their homes? And it's gotten me curious. How much cash do you have? Do you do you use cash anymore? Do you save a bunch of money in cash? What do you do? 888-528-2557. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We'll be back as the Friday edition continues. Stay tuned. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 